This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you this evening. This is the second hour of sex for you. Hopefully you're into your second hour of sex as well. (laughs) That's what this program is all about, trying to get you to have more sex or some or think about it. Talk about it. Just talk about it. That would be grand. Uh, I talk about it quite a bit and uh, I hear your stories and I like to share them with other people just so people can benefit. Always maintaining confidentiality and anonymity at all costs. Uh, earlier in the uh, in the first half of the program, uh, I'm so happy that Matt has stayed with me here in the studio, but uh, in the first half of the program, I put a call out, is there a woman in your life who has made particular sacrifices and is deserving of this pampering basket from Clarence, generously uh, donated to the Vancouver Women's Conference Um, by Clarence, but I was unable to give it away. Uh, And so share with me your stories. So we've had a few stories already, and then we got a couple of um, other emails, and I I love this one. Dear Maureen, long-time listener, first-time basket case. Guy's got a sense of humor. you got to love it. Love it. Yeah. My wife, a deserving candidate, she does sacrifice and never complains. That could be the problem, okay? (laughs) I travel for work two to three weeks a month. She holds the fort. An amazing role model for our son, now in his first year of university, a successful job of her own, still always giving. My partner, where do you hear this? My partner for 25 years, my soulmate, best friend, and reason for my success. Supportive, compassionate, listener, and educator. She does tell my son and I how we could do some things a bit better, opportunities for improvement. Beautiful, confident, sexier by the years, but that's not it. She works hard. We've tested her patient. She is simply just always there. Most of all, a pampering kit in the spirit with the Sunday night sex show would be our, and I quote, pleasure. However, in hearing one of the previous emails, the runner, hit by the drunk, and running from the past, as much as I feel my wife deserves, I know she happily agrees with me, pass it forward, pick someone else, I'll pamper her without the basket regards mike unbelievable i know do you love that uh, you know what okay why have i put this on myself i am i i do not have a heart that actually can handle this so i don't know why i even did oh, this man. but like because there are beautiful people in this world and you know human beings want to give they love to help they love to i mean pay it forward okay my heart's palpating right now and then I get this my name is Bob from Victoria and I'd love to give this gift basket to my mom she's a single mother to myself and my two younger sisters as well as a former paramedic she suffered a back injury on the job moving a patient several years ago and has not been able to work since she's been diagnosed with anxiety and PTSD from her job and most recently the death of her father my grandfather When she was working, she worked ungodly hours at a very intense job so she could provide for us. We lived in low-income housing my entire life, and she never found time for herself. She's an amazing woman, and I owe my entire being to how she raised me. I would love to give something back and surprise her at Christmas with something finally for herself. This is going to be really hard. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, even, I'm getting teary, too. Like, I know. Okay. Thank you so much for your sharing your stories. This is really hard. I'm trying to think at the same time that I'm crying. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how, how this goes. Okay. So now we're going to talk about sex. <laughs> because it's sometimes, somehow it just doesn't seem all that important uh, in, this, in this moment. But, but it is. And it's really tied to everything. How you feel about yourself. How, what you give to a relationship. Uh, how your self-esteem is, how your sexual self-esteem is, what your loneliness quotient is, um, how you look at yourself. Uh, if you look at yourself in a critical way because somebody broke up with you, so all of a sudden you don't think you're thin enough or pretty enough, and you think that's what it is. And it's never that. You know, one time I was... Um, dating somebody who I was crazy about. But I was crazy about every single person <laughs> that I ever dated. But anyway, I was dating this guy. And I'd had a perm. I had long blonde hair down to my waist. And I'd gotten a perm. And of course they tell you, do not wash your hair for three days. But you can't tell a teenager not to wash your hair for three days, when, even if she's gotten a perm. Because if you wash your hair after you've gotten a perm, your hair will blow up. So I went out for lunch with my boyfriend at the time, Freddie. And... Uh, I and he broke up with me. It was a rainy day, and I had no idea what I looked like. Just had the hair and perm, and I went into the bathroom because he broke up with me during lunch, and I cried, of course. So I went into the bathroom crying, and I looked in the mirror, and my hair was the size of Montana. It had grown so big that I just burst out laughing and said, it's no wonder he broke up with me. Look at my hair. But you know what? It's never about the one thing. But when we're young, we think that's what it's about. But it's actually about so many other things when somebody breaks up with you or when somebody decides not to have sex with you or somebody doesn't want to be intimate with you. And so that can be a really big problem. So we're going to go to break. And when I return... Maria is going to join me. I hope I pronounced that okay. Maria is going to join me and share her story of what it was like to be in a sexless relationship and also some of the other sexual health issues she experienced in her past three relationships. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Tell you what I want, what I really Good evening. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Hopefully you're having a good night, uh, but you might be out there stuck in a sexless marriage. You are definitely not alone. My sexless marriage TEDx talk has had over 800,000 views in the past four months. I think that's viral. I'm not really sure, but anyway, it's better than I ever expected. According to data scientist Seth Stevens Davidovitz, the top search marriage complaint on Google is sexless marriage. What's more, searches for sexless marriages are three and a half times more common than unhappy marriage and eight times more common than loveless marriage. Many of those searching for answers are women struggling to understand why spouses, their male spouses, have no desire for sex with them. We often think that it's the women who have low sexual desire, but it's often so much worse when you are the woman in the relationship and you're in 
a heterosexual relationship or a same-sex relationship, but you are not desired by your partner for sex, especially if you're a young woman in a new relationship or perhaps you have no idea why this is happening. And this is reflective of the story that Maria, who joins me in the studio right now. Hello, Maria. Hello, Maureen. How are you? Very great. Thank you so much for receiving me here. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, So what I spoke about, you can relate to very much. Sure. That was my year 2016. That was 2016. Yes. A sexless relationship? Pretty much three. Had three relationships and all pretty much ended because lack of sex or bad sex or um, not able to have sex. Okay. And so what was the age range of these? You're, they were all, you're, you're with, uh, they're all men? All men from okay. uh, 32 to 43. 32 to 43. Okay. And so... Uh, how long uh, initially was the sex great and was the attraction great and was there in, in any of them? If I tell you, you're going to think it's a soap opera because the first one we were meeting for several months and we had a lot of intellectual chemistry and it was really great and I fell in love. I think I'm like you. Usually I fall for all the, every guy that I date. <laughs> I think really he's hard. the one and I think <laughs> I, that's one of the things I think I need to, to, to change. So after months of intellectual chemistry, when we actually go to have sex, the guy cannot do it, and he just leaves my bedroom and disappears. Why couldn't he do it? Was it a physical reason or a psychological reason? I think it was a psychological reason, because we tried a second time, even at at the beach, something very exotic. Right. But he couldn't do it. Could he not get an erection? He could not get an erection. He could not get an erection. And how old was he? 32. 32. So it's not uncommon. Guys in their 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s can have erectile dysfunction. Often it can be due to porn. Do you know what the reason was? Did you talk about it with him? He completely vanished from my life. He didn't. It, I tried to, to talk to him again, but he just vanished. He vanished. Yeah. Probably because he was so embarrassed. Because that really, according to men, when they have erectile dysfunction, can't perform, perform too quickly, perform poorly, I mean, it really hits at their masculinity. It really, it's, it's very embarrassing for mm-hmm. them. It's very shameful. I've spoken to many men about this in my clinical practice. Yes. I'd like to make that clear. No, that's, <laughs> good, that's good. So the second person, um, he was uh, a very interesting guy in many aspects. Yes. But I think he didn't like the same things that I, as I did. So I think he wanted to have a woman to show to society. So it took a while for me to understand that was the, the deal. So I invested a lot of energy, two months, and then I realized, well, I don't think he likes the same thing as I do. So When I you say he didn't like the same thing, the same type of sex, more adventuresome sex, or was it that he just didn't want to have sex and he just wasn't inter- had low sexual desire? He couldn't have sex. He had... Um, Erectile dysfunction as well? He couldn't have it at all. How old was he? <laughs> I never... I couldn't even... Want, he, maybe we tried 20 times, but didn't work even once. He could not get an erection? No. Okay. Was there a, okay, now let's hear about the third one. The third before. one is mm-hmm. the most interesting one, and that's one of the reasons I'm here, because I really, I, I, when I met you, I was like, wow, I really would like to learn from you, because I have been spending too much time and effort in people who don't deserve, and I'm, I'm confused. When should I listen to my gut feeling? When should I, what should I do when their actions are the opposite than their behaviors? Right. And they give me... Um, excuses and and doesn't change 
and then in the end they just break up with you. So basically, the third one uh, was a very nice uh, Frenchman um, who was very into me, very into me, making plans. And then as soon as we had sex, he lost interest. As soon as I had sex, he did not want to meet me for lunch or, or during the week. And I couldn't really understand because I think when you start a sexual life with someone, the person should be more into you. But no, the opposite happened. So after weeks of s very once a week sex, so you see the person three times in a week, and the person just wants to have sex with you once. And then because of this misconception that women cannot really initiate that much sex, I felt kind of bad. So I didn't initiate just once, maybe. Right, and th yet that's one of the biggest complaints I hear from men is she never initiates. She never wants to initiate. So here is a woman who is comfortable initiating and you're feeling I shouldn't initiate because I might get rejected. Exactly. Is that what you're thinking? Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you that, um, so basically after uh, several weeks, I was discussing with him, so what, what's happening? Like if we don't spend time together, there's nothing there. Especially, probably like if if you're traveling and I'm traveling, like there is not like, it's not going to go anywhere. So he kept thinking, no, you know, I would like to do that with you in the future. Things are going to change. I have many issues at work and I like you. And then when I couldn't have enough, I tried to break up. He didn't let me break up with him. He... Yet he wouldn't. He wasn't having. You were not having sex at this time. Not much. Once not a much. week. Once, once a, week. a week. Two minutes. And how was? Okay. Two minutes. You hear Three, that, guys? Yeah. Once a week. Two minutes. It's two not minutes good enough. It's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough. There's a lot of guys out there thinking, "Uh oh, I yeah. better turn the radio." <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important for men to know how to please the woman. Not think only think about them, but think about what what does she like, and have maybe I, ask her. Ask her. Yes. And find time. I think, Marine, since I have read some things about it, and I find that you need to find time to have a nice, to have good sex. Because if you're always in a rush, and if you're always tired, then it's very hard. Well, a lot of guys today, you know, their work is their addiction. And so they're working long hours, and they're exhausted. They might be running away from something. They, you know, they'll, they'll, fatigue is the number one reason for low sexual desire for anybody um, they have problems resolving conflict. They may have had something happen in their past. They may lose the attraction for a woman. I, I, I know somebody made a comment on my TEDx feed about, you know, how about when the wife gains 30 pounds and you're no longer attracted to her? So there are a number of reasons. How did it make you feel as a person, as a sexual woman, as a, you know, a sensual woman, uh, when you're rejected repeatedly or having, you know, less than optimal sex with these men who are otherwise, they sound, they sound fairly successful and competent and intelligent and they had all the right stuff except for the junk. Totally. totally. Intellectually, it was amazing, but sexually, it was pretty much a disaster. Right. Yeah. This year for me was a sex disaster, so I would like to learn from it. So Right. And yeah. how did you feel as a as a woman? How I did felt, you feel? I felt unappreciated. I felt disrespected. And for me the worst thing was then before he breaks up with me after a party, he says, Well, I don't want to have sex with you. I said I think that there are other ways for you to tell the person that you you're not more into her than just saying that I don't wanna have sex with you. Right. You know, I don't think that it's a respectful manner to treat 
like right. partner. Yes. Yeah. And did you feel uh, that you weren't desirable? Did you feel, did it hit your self-esteem? Did it make you feel lonely or badly about yourself or distract you from other so aspects at, of your life? At least since when I walk in the streets, I get noticed and I get people flirting with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like the most gorgeous person, but I, I've, you are absolutely gorgeous. I, I Don't I, even say that. Like I, I, no, I just think like I'm I'm a good-looking person. So thank God I look at pe- people look at me and I look in the mirror. But I actually told him in the le- when he broke up with me, like, what's the matter? You don't feel attracted because once I, I was wearing a very nice lingerie, beautiful run- lingerie, and he just looked at me and said, "Oh, let's leave for midweek," and I was like, "Excuse me." You know, like, doesn't make any sense. It's his problem. You realize that, not not yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look around and you see couples. It, you know, I try to tell people, it's not about how you look. It doesn't matter. It's about that attraction and that. So it's it's nothing that you're not beautiful or not beautiful enough. Or it's, you know, obviously they have a problem and they're, they're not addressing their problem. And that's because sex is shrouded in shame and they don't know how to address it. They might be afraid of conflict. They might be so embarrassed. They may have somebody else on the side, you don't know. They may have low testosterone, depression, anxiety, lots of different um, issues. They may have suffered a trauma. They may be suffering with PTSD, and they are so, it's buried so deep within that they absolutely cannot, um, you know, deal with that. And it, and it will impact their stre- their sex lives, and also stress will impact their sex lives. And with these, I mean, I see so many guys in my clinical practice that are like 35, 6, 7, 8. They are working from 6 in the morning Till seven at night, they're taking an hour break, and then they're on the phone, you know, doing more work, or they're on their computer, or they're up the next morning at five. There's no balance in their lives, and sex is not on the table. It's amazing, and and it's because they have a multitude of issues, and so you know, in a relationship, you're never going to have equal desire, and a woman may have higher sexual desire, and probably I think there's a lot of closet higher sexual desire women out there because we are given these messages in society: don't initiate, don't. You'll be called a slut. You'll be slut shamed if you say that you like sex. And so I think, unfortunately, you've you know just hit a bad trio. <laughs> I don't want you to give up. No, for sure, I don't want to give up. But what I would like to get from here is when, when should I leave a sexless relationship? When should I realize that he's not into me? It's not because he's not into sex. He's not into me, in period. He may not be into sex, though. You've got to consider that. So don't always put it on you. Don't, put so, don't shoulder so much. And when you leave a sexless relationship is when you realize, uh, this is harming me. This is not, I, I'm not li- being true to myself. I'm not authentic. I'm a sexual person. I deserve uh, a good sex life. Is it fair to impose fidelity on a person who is deprived of sex from their partner? And, you know, I could go on and say, and when that person has an affair, do we call that cheating? Must we call that cheating? Or is it merely survival? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you leave when it's right for you. Mm -hmm. So the question that I have is, how many chances should we give? For instance, let's say you start dating someone. And out of a sudden, the person doesn't want to have sex with you. Or maybe once a week, like two minutes, as I said. After discuss with the person, what's going on? Like, let's work it out. If the person says he likes you, but nothing changes, should you just give another week and leave? When When's the right time to leave? You know, it's hard for me to say. Everybody has their own journey. Yeah. But it's also when you get those messages, and that's the hardest thing. People, you know, we have hope and we think, I'm going to change him. It's going to change. 
you're never going to change another person. You just have to change yourself. Know your priorities. Understand, I want to have a healthy sex life. I want to have a good sex life. I'm going to seek it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to remain in this. I don't care about a sex life, whatever. So that's entirely a decision you need to make. Okay. Do you have any other No, thank you. Questions? That's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. And it's so tough, especially as a woman, to be in a sexless relationship because we often think it's the opposite. We, uh, it's mostly men who have written on my TEDx feed, who email me about their sexless marriage or their sexless relationship. My, my patient zero was a man, and he was the, the groundwork for my TEDx talk. But you know what? Many women suffer this as well. So thank you so much, Maria. I wish you all the best. I'm sure you're going to find somebody amazing. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Wonderful. Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, self-inflicting pain tonight, emotional pain on myself with uh, just wanting to give this basket out to somebody deserving. And there's so many people that are deserving of it. Uh, And, you know, hearing some of these heartfelt stories. So if you have a story about somebody in your life, a woman in your life who has uh, been particularly amazing, uh, extraordinary, gone above and beyond the call of duty, has prevailed through challenging times, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, or you can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. We did have a a call, Matt, in in between. There was a, a gentleman who cast his vote. Yeah, he, um, what did he say here? I wrote it down. He said, give it to the Vic dude, <laughs> and, uh, who I also the assume is his, um, his lovely lady. But uh, he said the guy from Victoria spoke to him. That's okay. Well, there you go. You know, certain things will uh, pull at your heartstrings, uh, different people's heartstrings in different ways. Um, so there you go. But if you, if there's somebody that you would like to place this basket under your Christmas tree, it's already wrapped up and ready to go. And it contains eight, 10 bottles to make you feel amazing and look even more beautiful than you are. Uh, and it's already, how's your Christmas shopping going, Matt? Did you get my present yet? Yeah, and, um, well, you you obviously you you spoil me rotten, but um, that's beside the fact. I have started though. Good, I got my good. mum done. Oh, great, great, good, good. <laughs> Mine's almost done. I am almost done. I am so happy. I was hoping <laughs> to be finished before December, but we'll, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, I'm like decorated. Well, decorated is not quite done, but you know what? It's it's getting done. A big portion of my gifts are like homemade and baked, and oh, I haven't started right. baking oh, yet. Oh, yeah, you can't really. You know, we don't want it to have mold on it by the time that's Christmas right. arrives. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm planning on doing some baking as well. I bought some nifty boxes for for some people at one one luncheon that I attend every year. We do kind of a baking exchange. So anyway, but, you know, that can be stressful for people. Um the holidays are a very stressful time for people because they may have lost somebody at the holidays. Uh, they may feel that the, all the shopping or maybe a financial stress for people who hasn't felt financial stress, especially when you overspend. When you find all the receipts in your handbag and you're like, oh, that's why my bank balance says that. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I'll return some of those things. Um, 
I did want to tell about a patient. I was re- really happy that Maria shared her stories, but I had this patient in my office this week, and she was sitting in the waiting room, and I went out to get her, and she was knitting furiously. I said, I'm ready for you now. And she'd waited like three seconds, which is unusual. But anyway, she came in, and we had an initial chat, and and then... I, I left the room for a few minutes, and I, I came back in, and I asked her if she was sexually active, and she said, I have to do it in the English accent, because it's just better that way. It feels more authentic, a bad English accent. And she said, not really. And I said, you know, women never say to me yes or no, that the, in, in my clinical practice anyway, whether they're sexually active or not. They usually have some answer like, well, kind of or sort of, a little bit, he is... Um, And so I said, what do you mean by not really? And she said, well, um, not really. And I said, well, what does that mean? You know, when was the last time that you had had sex with your husband? And she said, four years ago. And I said, well, that's actually should be no then. (laughs) The answer to my question, are you sexually active, is no, if you haven't had sex for four years with your husband. And so I said, so how's your relationship? And she said, oh, it's a lot better now. And I said, uh, it's clue me in on this one. It's a lot better now since you're not having sex. And she said, well, yes. She said, I said, how, how is that? And she said, well, I told him four years ago that I was, I, I didn't like sex. I didn't want to have sex anymore. And I was never going to have sex again with him. So stop bugging me. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> so, okay. So I said, so the marriage is better. And she said, yeah, because he's not bugging me anymore. And I said, so how does he feel about not having sex in your marriage any longer. And she said, I don't know. We don't talk about it. And she, the, that theme of we don't talk about it, uh, was we, she referred to that when we talked about sex. She said, we never talk about sex, do we? And I said, well, I do. But she said, this is something we never talk about. We probably should. And she and her husband had not spoken about the end of their sex life for four years. She told him basically, the door is closed. That's it no more. And he never said anything. So she didn't really know how he felt about it. And then she said, um, she said, I said, well, so how does he deal with it? And she said, like, I don't know. We just don't have sex. And I said, well, you know, there are ways that he could deal with it. He could perhaps go outside of the relationship. You know, maybe he has a sex partner, maybe there's somebody else. And she said, um, I said, perhaps if he was upset, he might've said to you, I'm this doesn't please me. I'm upset. I'd like to, you know, find somebody else, maybe remain married because a lot of people stay married for a lot of different reasons and has nothing to do with sex or, or even being in love or lust. And so they remain married because divorce is expensive or they've already been divorced once and they don't feel like getting divorced again. And, um, and so she said, well, we never had to actually have that conversation. So I, it, it was a, you know, a non-issue. And every time I left the room and I came back in, this woman was furiously knitting, as I said. She couldn't actually be alone with herself. She couldn't reflect. She couldn't even, there was no time for her to actually just be at peace with herself or maybe give this some thought. And and I think this is a really important issue to be addressed by couples. I think it's really important that couples talk about it. Talk about the frequency of sex, the type of sex, the exploration that you may desire, the 
different ways or different places or different areas that you like to be touched on your body, massages, um, you know, time together and, you know, forgetting everything else, you know, forget what the house looks like, forget that the bills need to be paid. You can get to those later, do the shopping later, but we do all the other things first. We do all the, the, the shopping and the baking and the cooking and the cleaning and the folding and the jogging and the running and the biking and the skiing and the nagging and the knitting. We're doing all that and we're not having sex or, well, a lot of people that come to see my me and my clinical practice are not having sex and it really affects people. And I think if we thought about somebody's biological need, somebody's biological drive, somebody's libido, and and what that does to how they feel about themselves, their self-confidence. They think that they're not beautiful, and that is so not true. It has nothing to do with not being beautiful if somebody doesn't want to have sex with you. It's not because you're not beautiful. It's something about them. It's low desire for some reason. Now that said, sometimes the attraction can be lost. And yes, body image is huge on both parts, especially if somebody gains weight or especially if somebody doesn't feel good about their body, they're less likely to make love with the lights on. They're less likely to be vulnerable and open and relaxed and be able to be pleased because they're so distracted with maybe the the extra or excess fat on their thigh or their bottom or their stomach. And so that can really impact a sexual relationship as well. Mobility that will be affected by obesity. I see it all the time. I see a lot of people gaining weight as they age and that impacts their mobility, that ability to get up on the plinth or get up on the, the, bed that I have in the, the examination table. That's the word. I don't actually have a bed in my <laughs> clinical practice. That's yeah, surprising. They'll, they'll be like booking all the appointments. <laughs> I'll be like overloaded. The MOA will be <laughs> no bed there. Okay. There's a, an examination table, a chair. Yeah. Um, we're going to redecorate though soon, but no, uh, you know, it's, so it's, it's important that you take care of your body, take care of yourself you listen to the messages that you learned about sex. Why is it that you don't enjoy sex? And and why should you impart that on somebody else? Why should you affect somebody else's life? Is it fair to impose fidelity on someone who is deprived of sex from their spouse? And when that spouse has an affair, must we call that cheating? Or is it merely survival? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show for you. Give me a call if you'd like to win our little basket of goodies. I'm now calling it the heartbreak basket because my heart's breaking. Um, it's filled with lovely products from Clarins that will make somebody just feel a little bit better about themselves, pamper themselves a bit. It's all wrapped up in a red box. So is there somebody in your life? that has been particularly extraordinary, a woman in your life that has been particularly extraordinary 
has gone beyond the call of duty, is always seems to be sacrificing, almost gives up too much of herself uh, to sacrifice for you. Now, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, I have to say, to be honest with you. I really think self-care is so important. And so I, but I know women do this all the time. I know women get depleted and that can lead to depletion, depression, anxiety, because when, when we are not looking after ourselves and we're looking after everybody else, that will really take a toll that has the potential to take a toll on somebody's life. And it, it may lead to depletion and depression, which I actually think the better word for depression is depletion because you often find out people who are depressed or may, maybe have a diagnosis of clinical depression, you find out that what led up to that was a series of events that led to depletion. They may have been working excessively. They may have been... Um, just neglecting themselves. They may have missed out on sleep, worrying about somebody else. They may have been in an abusive relationship. And these things can lead to the most common mental health conditions in Canada, anxiety and depression. And most people would rather not have anxiety. They'd rather have any other medical condition, really bad ones, instead of anxiety. But when it comes to providing Healthcare, the economists have something to say about it and feel that the politicians need to go well past the, the rhetoric to consider the impact that mental illness, and especially the more common ones like depression and anxiety, which are sort of the garden variety mental illnesses, the, the really serious ones, the, the schizophrenia, the psychosis, the, those, those are about 1% of people with mental illness are diagnosed with those severe uh, mental illnesses, but for the most part, 99% of people have uh, this garden variety type, if you will, anxiety and or depression, and, and it's graded mild, moderate, um, or it can be severe, but they do it differently in other countries, and they actually provide psychotherapy. Here, we're great at writing prescriptions in Canada, and for those people who have extended health benefits um, or who are in the upper echelon of the income earners, they can afford psychotherapy. And psychotherapy is like $150 an hour to $200 an hour. And, um, and so that's expensive for people, and so they can't afford that psychotherapy. But we need to take a look at that in this country, and there's some new research out that supports that as well. There's some research out of the Mental Health Commission of Canada, and uh, which actually outlines all of the of the prices um, of of the cost, the real economic cost of um, healthcare in Canada and mental health care. Uh, we definitely have a two tier system in regard to mental illness because some people can have it and some people can't because some people can afford to pay for it and some people can't afford to pay for it. But other countries have trained uh, therapists so that they can deal with mental illness. Um, Instead of going straight to medication to go to talk therapy or psychotherapy. So we 
according to Stats Canada, we are becoming one of the most medicated nations in the world. And these medications are powerful and they can be very dangerous. And I always say you've got to get to the root of the problem to know what the problem is so that you can treat it, um, treat the problem. And so in England, they provide, they've actually trained, I think, about 3,500. I think we need to train about 3,500 therapists. Britain has trained more than 6,000 therapists, and they are treating those 6,000 therapists are treating nearly half a million people a year with a recovery rate of 46% and rising. And the prestigious journal Nature has called this world beating. You know, we really have to um, look at our mental health. And mental health, I believe, is created. It is created through daily exercise, the serotonin boosting type of exercise. So brisk walking, swimming, cycling. Every single day, you need to hit the pavement, pound that pavement every single day. Um, And mental illness can be beat through therapy. It's just that we Canadians don't necessarily have access to this therapy. Mental illness accounts for nearly half of all absenteeism from work. And a lot of people will also have a disability and they are not able to work because of the mental illness will lead to a disability for them. So this is a very complex issue. Um, and it's something we need to kind of change the way we deal with mental illness in this country. And of course, mental illness, depression, the medications that treat depression and anxiety often have sexual side effects. So you may get low libido as a result of the medications. Some people need medication for depression and anxiety, but you know what? You, You always need the talk therapy to at least go along with it. But some people are suggesting some of the research that has been done out of Quebec Health are suggesting that people need, we need to start with psychotherapy before we start with prescriptions. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980. Do we have any music there, Mike? Or Matt, or were you expecting me to sing? No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I just got excited deciding who we're going to award this gift basket to, and then I forgot to press play on the music oh that's okay that's Not what happened to i could i you just let me know i will just belt her out you know landslide or uh, <laughs> yeah so here we are we are wrapping up the show and we're at the end of it and now we have a difficult decision to make i think the finalists are i i love the guy who wrote in about his wife i have to say that yeah that was great the finalists are definitely tiffany of north vancouver about the woman who takes in all the foster children rob of Victoria, whose mom, he'd love to put a gift under her tree. And um, I think those are the two. Oh, think- oh, and then Our Lady. Oh, Our Lady with um, the, who had been hit by the drunk driver. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, being, I've Tough been decision. a support worker for my entire adult career, so I might be a little biased into who I would like to choose for this. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a a suggestion? Yeah, I think that it should go to the lady that uh, has um, spent her career supporting other people. Uh, which is, the, the, there were two of them, basically. The, do you mean the one um, that has the 12 foster children that right. she yeah, yeah, yes, continues? Yes, yes. So the very first call that we had, yeah. Tiffany. 
Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to let you, uh, you'll be the, the deciding vote. So. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. That's, a lot, of, that's a lot of um, so pressure for me. <laughs> Tiffany of North Vancouver. I think has Tiffany won. Is, is, much, is very deserving of this. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going with that. All right, so that's great. This was a tougher exercise than I had expected it to be. You know, I and completely agree. It's normally giving away prizes is not has not been this difficult on this show. No, no, I know. They just fly out the door, we just turn them on, and they just whiz out of here. And they just buzz right <laughs> on out of here. And they certainly do, vibrating the entire way out. <laughs> but not this. This one's been tough. So Tiffany of North Vancouver is the winner of that. And this is what I deal with. This is my stress, my guilt, my like, okay... I love that guy, Rob, from Victoria, you know, his mom, and, you know, we so appreciate that. He would love to wrap something up and put it under her tree, and you have everybody's contact information, right? I do, yes. Yeah, so I can probably get something for his mom as well, and so we're going to have to do that, and I think we're also going to have to do something for the lady. (laughs) Like, anyway, so... Tiffany wins this, but the others win something as well, and we'll deal with it, so you can give me that uh, information. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm terrible. <laughs> no, no. I'm terrible give, with this. So many great gifts are given out all the time. I would just say just listen and call again. Yeah, ex- oh, Good idea. Good idea. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you all for your calls and your emails. I really appreciate it. And all of the information that you whisper in my ear during the week so that uh, I can share it and help others. And, and often I say to you in my clinical practice, do you mind if I tell your story and and you, even before I tell you that it'll be anonymous and it may not be this week, um, you know, you say absolutely if it will help somebody else. And that's so much what I love about uh, humanity and human nature and um, uh, people. I absolutely love people. In case you haven't guessed that by now, I uh, love authentic, genuine people with all of their foibles and, and whatever, because none of us are perfect except for perhaps you, Matt. No. <laughs> Definitely not me. Most people will will say that. Um, but you know what? That's good to know that you're not perfect. And because you nobody in the world is better than you and nobody in the world is worse than you. We're kind of all in this together. And, and that's how uh, we approach life. But anyway, time to come to the end. So you can go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. You can visit my blog, which is 50 Shades of Pink, which will be expanding as the year progresses. So you're going to see a whole new... Um, version and variety of subjects in 2017. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at back the number two, the bedroom. I am Maureen dot McGrath on Instagram. Uh, so by all means, follow me there and I'll, and I'll probably follow you back. That's fun too. Uh, so remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening. Although keep in mind, it has been My absolute pleasure. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you've been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.